air and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960, The Bull. CBS and welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am Brian Hanks. If you miss our first hour, then you miss a very good first hour of the show today as we had uh, Dontrez Styles. In fact, uh, Sheriff, uh, and I've got Sheriff Jackie Rogers here. We'll give him a formal introduction here in a second. But he uh, messaged me last night about 11 o'clock and said he's got weightlifting today at 8 a.m., so we had to get him on at 7 o'clock today. All right. <laughs> just let you know because you were gonna you already had your questions ready That's didn't right. you <laughs> there you go is you're gonna help me interview him but uh like i said uh he joined us in the first hour uh also we had junior smith the third on from encmoments.com he joined us in our first hour of today's show too if you missed it you can listen to our replay right here on 960 the bull and 960 the bull.com uh, at 3 p.m or you can go to brianhanks.com and click on uh, the link there <clears throat> And you can listen to the show there, too, uh, the the replay of that hour, even of this hour, too. But I got to tell you, uh, beyond honored uh, as uh, joining me here, plus, am I, am I, I like to call it my plush, well-lit studio. What do you think? Sheriff? I like it. I like it. <laughs> this is where I work up pretty much all day. I do the show here in the morning, and then when uh, when I'm doing stuff for you as PIO, this is my work. So I get to hang out with all my buddies here, right. you know, all my bobbleheads and all that. But, uh, man, uh I don't even know how to introduce you, Sheriff, other than uh, just hey, we're going to dive into all this. I can't wait to talk to you about your campaign, how you won. I mean, I got to tell you, a year and a half ago, there was nobody, and I mean, don't take it personally. I'm always going to be, you're always honest. I'm always, I didn't give you a chance a year and a half ago. And I say that with respect. I mean, you were running, and it's Sheriff Jackie Rogers joining us here on the Brian Hank Show this morning. But I got to tell you, Sheriff. You know, you got your name out there. I knew you from the Highway Patrol when I worked for the Free Press. I mean, of course, everybody knew uh, uh, Trooper Rogers and uh, from the from the Highway Patrol. But I didn't. Uh, when you threw your name in the ring for uh, sheriff, I was thinking, what in the world is he thinking against a two-term, very popular incumbent sheriff in uh, Sheriff Ronnie Ingram? Uh, first off, before we dive into everything, let me ask you this. What inspired you to run? What made you want to run for sheriff uh, two years ago? Um, it's always been a dream of mine to be uh, the run for sheriff. I've always thought about it, and it's been in the back of my mind. In 2017, I was approached by the party to to see if I wanted to run in 18. I knew I was retiring in 20, so I said, you know, I'll decline for now, and we'll look at it again in 22. Um, started doing some research on uh, campaigns all across North Carolina, what was successful and what was, you know, people lost their campaigns on. And uh, just started putting some stuff together. And uh, and then in, I think in 2021, 2020, 2021, I, I developed a team. And um, and the team was phenomenal. Brag uh, on them a little bit. Tell Who, who was on your team there, um, Sheriff? Kelly Pearson, Lisa McCarn, um, Robert Harold. Um, my wife Dawn, um, they ran it and they, they, it was magnificent. Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. They did a great job. Got my name out there. We, um, but we, we started a little early. We, um, started, I think I announced in September of 21. Okay. And, um, if I had it to do over again, I'd probably waited till after that election. I, I won't thinking about the election in November for the city officials, and uh, if I had it to do over again, I'd wait until after that. I think there was some confusion in the. In the We're going to talk about that here in a little bit for and, sure. Uh, but that was the. Uh, I think it was a rookie mistake, and 
<laughs> no. I got to tell you, no, here's where I'm going to disagree with you to a degree, Sheriff. And again, uh, Sheriff Jackie Rogers joining us this morning live here on the Brian Hanks Show. Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. Yeah, it added some confusion on election day because I told you, I mean, when I voted in 21, there were people, I heard people while I was waiting in line asking, where's the sheriff's race on here? <laughs> you know, and they were wondering because they didn't see, uh, and I had people ask me that too. But I think your strategy of getting your name out there as early as you did was, I think it's what won the election for you. I mean, obviously, okay. other than people, you know, having a lot of faith in you and, you know, wanting to make you the new sheriff. But I have, I've never in, and I've got to admit, I mean, I'm a student of political science. I love, uh, I love politics to a degree. Uh, the, the game of politics, it's almost like sports to oh, me, yeah. Sheriff. Oh, Just, yeah. you know, you got a winner, you got a loser. What's the score? You know, all that kind of stuff. What was the strategy to get to where you got? But I think getting your name out there that early, uh, and then your opponent who really didn't put his name out there until the the final six weeks, eight weeks of the election, I had people asking me, like I said, who's running? I mean, is the sheriff running for re-election? And a lot of people didn't think he was. And I think a lot of that was due to the fact that you got your name out there so early, and it was so. so Molly is going to try to go home no, with you now. Okay, she's fine. I take her home. <laughs> no, sir. I'm sorry. I know you're the sheriff, <laughs> but you can't have a dog, sir. But uh, it was. Uh, I just again, the strategy. I haven't seen anybody put in local politics in ever i was about to say in forever but ever get their name out there the way you did i mean signs everywhere you had yard signs uh and just the overwhelming support that you had early on was a little surprise you had to be been proud of that and pleased with the way that happened too weren't you oh yeah yeah we um yeah like i said we we got together i i studied it since 2018 i I saw the election in 2018 2019 2020 and uh we just worked and and you know kind of took a lot of notes and uh talked to a lot of people what worked what didn't work and and uh it was a great strategy i just hate there was a little confusion in the 21 election and um you know i apologize for that but but it it was a great strategy, and I got my name out there early, and and uh, we went to a lot of events too. We um, <laughs> politics are a little different. Uh, yeah. Once you, it, it was a my wife and I talk about this all the time. We, uh, you know, you put your name out there. When when you put your name out there, you're a different person. Yeah. Because uh, the first event we went to, you know, we went to an event, and uh, there were some politicians there, elected officials, and it, they kind of separate you separate you i mean from from you you know they kind of you know i was like you know before when i was a trooper or something i go to somewhere somebody want to take a picture with me but when you put yourself out there and elected officials and you know in my capacity i was not elected yeah. i was running against a, a popular incumbent mm-hmm. and um you know they kind of separate yourself nobody wanted to take pictures with you and i had never been around that part of it and mm-hmm. um so that was a little something to get used to but you know we we got back in the truck that day and we looked at each other. It's like we're going to do this on our own, yeah. and uh, and that's basically what we did. And can I ask what that it was? It was that the uh, the Kentucky Derby event no, that happened it, out in the it county. Was, it was actually a um, it was at the fire department in Hugo. Okay, and uh, fireman's the, day. Well, the reason I'm asking is because that was the first time I heard that you were running, and that was when you know that you were considering running. I don't think maybe you hadn't put a hundred percent out there that you were. But, uh, you know, I remember you, like I said, from the newspaper. I right. mean, we communicated with you and our, you know, our crime reporter would communicate with you in your office over at, on uh, Vernon Avenue. But I remember being at that event, and I knew who you were, obviously. I mean, you're only, what, 6'8"? No. <laughs> well, how's it? You are 6'3", 6'4"? 6'4". 
There you go. I mean, you kind of tower over people anyway in the first place, Sheriff. But I remember you coming over and introducing yourself to me. And although we had talked a couple of times, mm-hmm. but not really in depth. And, and I just remember being impressed with you at that point and being like, wow, I hope he knows what he's got himself <laughs> into. But, uh, but, it, but that was fun uh, meeting you that day, like I said, and all that. But uh, I'll tell you what. I want to talk about the campaign, and I want to actually break it down. We've got you here for about 30 minutes, and I want to talk about that. But before we get into that, I want you to introduce yourself. It's your first time here on the show, and I know a lot of people in Lenore County know who you are. But for my audiences in uh, Greenville and New Bern and Wilson that listen all over uh, our network, I'd love for you to just uh, tell them a little bit about yourself growing up, where you grew up, where you went to high school, all that. Yes, um, I grew up on the south side of Lenore County. I've lived here my entire life. I went to South Lenore High School. Um, I started at the police department in 1992 as a rookie guy, nobody. Here in Kinston? I did. Yeah, I started. I didn't know that. In January 27th, 1992, um, Kinston Police Department gave me a chance. Um, I was coming out of Pitt Community College. I got hired. Um, I was going to stay there a year or so, then I was going to go to the Highwood Trail. Um, A buddy of mine that I went to college with, he, um, that that was our plan. And um, so I ended up getting there, and I loved it. And, um, you know, I got transferred to uh, the PCAT team, the police community action team. And then I went and worked drugs for the last five years. I was a member of the SWAT team. Um, so I actually loved it. At the eight-and-a-half-year mark, I was um, I was getting to the 29 years old. I was um, – and that was the maximum age you can go to Highway Patrol. So I finally left, went to Highway Patrol, uh, got stationed up in Martin County, up in Williamston. Um, and then in 2002, I got a chance to come back home, and I've been here ever since. That is awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Um, I'm married. Dawn, we've been married September the 6th was my anniversary, my 25th wedding anniversary. We wow. spent my 25th wedding anniversary on the campaign trail at a community <laughs> watch event. So that was uh, – but she's been very supportive. I got two sons. My oldest son is Drew. He is a um, trooper in Pitt County. Um, my youngest son is Carson, and he's a police officer in the city of Kinston. How about that? It runs in the blood. Now, were your parent or was your father, was he in law enforcement? No, what, sir. What drew What drew you to law enforcement? Um, I don't know. I think things in life, uh, people are meant to do certain things in life, and that's where I was led to. And, um, and then once I found my home, I was like, this is what I'm meant to do in life. Well, I want to talk about the trooper portion of this. Uh, in a former life for me, when I was in college in Charlotte, I worked, <laughs> you're going to roll your eyes at this, but I worked in security at Presbyterian Hospital in Charlotte. And uh, there was a, a kid that I worked with that went through, uh, I guess, BLET at Central Piedmont Community College and went through, uh, applied for trooper school a couple times. So he was a pretty good friend of mine. So, I mean, I know that process of how hard that is to do that. I mean, and it takes, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting across from me, Sheriff, but I mean this sincerely. It takes a special kind of person to be a state trooper. Uh, after being a cop for as long as you were, and then, uh, a, like you said, a Kansas City cop, and going over to the Highway Patrol, what what inspired you? What made you want to make that move? Because that's not hard. I mean, that's not easy. It is very hard to become a state trooper in the state of North Carolina. Yes. You have to go through a lot. And like I said, I know personally from a buddy of mine, like I said, from 25 years ago, what what inspired you to make that move to go from being a city cop and doing all the great things you were doing there to being a highway patrolman? Uh, it was just a dream of mine to be a trooper. Okay. Um, I wanted to join the highway patrol. That was my ultimate goal to get to the highway patrol, and um, and it just worked out. It just um, I applied one time and got accepted and moved forward. But it wasn't easy, was it? It was not easy. Yeah. Highway Trail School, I, 
back then they didn't have a short school like they got now. I stayed to stay there for 29 weeks. At the time God. I went, I had um, – there was no contact with your family between Sunday and Friday afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a two-year-old child at the time. So that was difficult. That was the most difficult thing for 29 whole weeks. But we um, we made it through it and um, came out. And, you know, then I got stationed up in Martin County, so we had to figure all that out because my wife, you know, she's from Lenore County. She's lived here all her life, went to North Lenore High School. Um, so she was not going – she didn't want to move away from her family. And um, so – we figured it out for a year or so, and and then uh, when once I got home, I, I said, if I can ever get home, I, I prayed. I said, if I ever get home, I won't ever leave, and uh, that's basically what I did. Okay, you brought something up I didn't know either. You're South Lenore, she's North Lenore. Oh, yeah. How do you make that work? How do <laughs> Hawks and Blue Devils live together? That's uh, it's difficult at times, but both my children went to North Lenore High School, so okay. both of them are Hawks. So, um, you know. I'm three to one at the house, so yeah. They, uh, but I, 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 I love South Lenore. I love North Lenore, and um, you know both of them are good schools, and they've been very good to my family. So you know what? It is crazy the amount of South Lenore people who are in elected positions in our neck of the woods. When you think you, uh, Jim Perry, you know Senator Jim Perry, Representative Chris Humphrey, he's a South Lenore guy. I mean, uh, I'm almost. It's almost like how I feel about city managers uh, and county managers who are all go to Appalachian. I call them the Mountaineer Mafia. Okay, you know the Appalachian State Mountaineer Mafia. What is this with all you elected officials coming from South? Local elected officials coming from South Lenore High School. That's a um, that's a good thing. We I, I, I don't know how it worked out that way, but you yeah. got some good people coming from the South Side of this county. And uh, but yeah, I, I, I graduated high school with Jim Perry. Um, and Chris was a few grades ahead of us. And, um, so we, um, it's, it was, it's great to hear that. It's great things to hear coming out of South Lenore High School. That is awesome. That voice you're listening to is Jackie Rogers. He is the, uh, sheriff of Lenore County, uh, joining us this morning here on the Brian Hank show. Want to talk, did you play sports when you were in high school? I did. I played basketball. Okay. I I played football. Good. You're six, three. I'm glad (laughs) you did. Uh, who'd you play for? Who was your coach? Um, Bobby Davis. Okay. How, were you guys pretty good then? Oh, or? Yeah, we we were we weren't so good. Oh yeah, <laughs> we were we uh we had a rough spell going through them years, and uh but we were we were okay, but we weren't great. Who were some of the guys you played with? Uh, Jim Perry. Yeah. Um, oh, before you even get to anybody else, you got to tell me what kind of player was Jim. Could he? Here's the joke I like to make. You know, with him being a popular Republican, one of the leading Republicans in the North Carolina Senate and North Carolina Legislature, I got to ask: Could he ever go to his left? Um, <laughs> sometime get it, get it, you know, because he's oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, he was a he was a pretty good little ball player, okay. Um, a Michael Humphrey, um, Larry McCoy, um, there was a few of us there, we uh, yeah. but we were we were so so. Let me, Kent, this Kinston High School had the basketball team, you know, what year did you graduate? 90. 90, okay, okay, well, that, yeah, they were, uh. That, that was a pretty good uh, Stack, team in that time. Stackhouse was just coming up through the ranks at Kenston High School. But they were a 4A school, and we were just a 2A school. North Lenore was a 3A school. Mm-hmm. So all three county schools were different um, at different levels. Mm-hmm. And, and played in different leagues and all that, too. This is what I like to ask successful uh, people in life who played high school athletics. And I got well, what are maybe some of the lessons that you learned when you were playing for Coach Davis and you were playing at uh, South Lenore High School that – you know, that taught you stuff that you use later on in life. Yeah, being competitive, mm-hmm. um, going out there and giving 100%. No matter what you do in life, you give 100%. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. I, if I, I want to see, I want to win. Everything I do, I want to win, and I try to use a strategy to to get me to that level. Um, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it don't, but I can never say that I don't go out there and give 100% on whatever I do. That's awesome. What kind of coach was Coach Davis? Because obviously he had already retired by the time I got here. What was he like? He was a good coach. He was uh, he was involved with his players and uh, in students at, at South Lenore. Um, he was a great guy. That is awesome. Or still a great guy. Uh, he is absolutely <laughs> still a great. But like I said, I didn't get the chance to. It was almost like George Whitfield. I never really got a chance to watch uh, George Whitfield coach until he took over that one year at Parrot Academy. And oh, all uh, all he did was win a state championship. Do you know him? You oh, met, yeah, yeah. Coach, I know who he is. I don't know him well, but I know who he is. Oh, Coach Witt is uh, one of the all timers for sure. But that voice you're listening to is uh, Jackie Rogers. He's the uh, sheriff of Lenora County, and uh, he is our big interview today. And as you know, our big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show is brought to you by our good friends over at UNC Lenore Healthcare. Uh, by UNC Lenore Healthcare, nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kinston. UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find in hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road, <clears throat> Right here in Kenston for all your health care needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, thank you so much to the good folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare, Beverly Jenkins, all those folks for being the exclusive sponsor of our big interview. And let's get right back into our big interview. It's Sheriff uh, Jackie Rogers of uh, the Sheriff of Lenore County. And we're going to talk about your election here in a second, but I got to tell you, uh, Keith Goyette is listening right now and sent me a message and, uh, say he, he's got his old Bose radio, uh, uh, out listening to us right now, <laughs> sheriff, you know what? And I, I was probably going to get, well, I was definitely going to get to this a little bit later, but I wanted to give you an opportunity. Uh, you know, he was just named the sheriff or the sheriff. He was just named the police chief here in Kinston, uh, not even two weeks ago. Now, uh, what, what did that mean to you when uh, that news came down that he had been named the police chief here in Kinston? It was great news to me. Um, Keith and I work well together and we, we partnership on most everything we do. It was, um, we had talked about it before I got elected and before we became the police chief and we were like, man, we're going to, we're going to make it happen. And, um, and it's working well for us. Well, he is a good guy. He's got a great family story. Um, him and his wife are just great people. Mm-hmm. Well, and he is like you are. He is dedicated to to getting crime off the streets here in Ken, in Kinston, and even helping you in Lenore County. And that's one of the things I've noticed. Uh, I kind of have a front row seat to uh, you know see what uh, you guys are doing, uh, serving as your public information officer. And uh, man, it's just been. The buzz is out there that I mean between what he's doing here in the city of Kinston, what you're doing here in Kinston, and throughout Lenore County. Speaking of being a team, you guys make a pretty good team, don't you, Sheriff? Oh yeah, yeah, we do. It was, <clears throat> it made sense. We, uh, you know, you have two people, you have two agencies, and uh, you can double your manpower, double your manpower, and never cost a citizen any kind of money or anything. You, you just he helps us, so we help him. Um, you know, we're so short. Law enforcement across mm-hmm. the nation is really short, and it's hard to get help. But it just made sense to us that we could, um, you know, do that and and not cost the taxpayer any money. Well, now we had him in here. In fact, he was on the show last Friday, and I uh, asked him a lot of the same similar questions what I'm asking you when it comes to this uh, agreement and this uh, friendship or teamwork between the Lenore County Sheriff's Office and the Kinston Police Department. And one of the things we talked about, and I'm not denigrating your predecessors or his predecessors or anything, but I can tell you from being here for 20 years, 
I have never seen the relationship and the and again the teamwork that uh, KPD and LCSO has together, and that that was that's one of the things that I guess that you campaigned on and that you really wanted to bring to fruition, wasn't it, Sheriff? Yes, sir. We, um, you know, the city of Kinston means a lot to me. They took a chance with a unknown person back in 1992, gave me a job. They, you know, gave me eight and a half years. Um, and then I came back in 2008 as a part-time officer. And then in 2013, I went to the planning department and I uh, worked in the planning department. So the city of Kinston means a lot to me. I'm invested in the city, uh, you know, and I got a child that works for the police department. So, you know, I can't get any more invested than that. And, yeah. and I'd love to see the police department do well. Um, I want to do my what I can to help them out. And I know Keith is going to do whatever it takes to help the sheriff's office out. Absolutely. Again, that voice list to Jackie Rogers, the uh, sheriff of Lenora County. And I want to get back to the campaign. I've got to, but it was just, again, when you entered into the, the race, when you formally entered into the race, I guess, in September of 21, uh, what did people, I love to talk to people who are successful like you are and have shown the success that you have, like I said, winning the election. But when you entered it, what are you thinking? Are you thinking, I want to have a good race and maybe show well, or were you from the jump? We're going to win this thing. Um, no, not, I was not going to, you know, I didn't believe that I, I knew we had a chance to win. I, I, I gave myself about a 35% chance to win wow. when I jumped in. I knew that, you know, I was running on and, and Ronnie's a nice guy. Oh, he's awesome. And yeah. uh, he's popular and, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of support in the, in the past elections and I knew what I was up against. Um, but he, um, you know, we just, got it together and we kind of pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and and there was a lot of things that won't happen in this county that i wanted to see happen um i i, I felt like we won't doing enough to you know try to get crime reduced um uh, and trying to get out there and just take care of the matter so you know i have many many people come up to me and say you know i've called the sh- i've called here called there and um uh, i just can't get no help mm-hmm. and i i wanted to be that person to say it I want to be that help. I want to go out there and take care of your issues, and it's important to me because if you got an issue, I got an issue. I live in this county. I see it. I'm invested in this county, and um, but you know we just pushed, pushed real hard, and, and we could see it growing. You know, we we went to everything. We went to, if it was a event in North <laughs> County, I went to it. Can I interrupt you just for a yes, second? Sir. We'll pick this point back up. Put a pin in. It. That is one of the things that I absolutely heard about you. And then I saw him, and I do work with the chamber. You know, I mean, I, I'm a marketing consultant with them too. And uh, that is one of the things that you always heard was, man, if there was something going on in Lenore County, Jackie Rogers, before you were sheriff, Jackie Rogers was there. And, uh, and a lot of times it was you and your wife. It may just have been you by yourself. But, I mean, how important was it for you to to, to be at – ribbon cuttings and to be at fire department meetings and to be at all the different things that you went to it's very important i yeah. think i think the more you get involved and in, and you learn when you go to these events you learn something every time you mm-hmm. you, you go something you get some information here information there and um uh, and then you develop it and you, you you push on them strategies and um you've got to be it being an elected official or being a police chief or something you, you've got to be out in the community because if you don't know what's going on in the community you, there's no way to solve the issues and um so i i thought it was important to get out there and find out what the issues were what people were thinking and uh i guess you know when you go out and speak and and, and people started believing in you yeah. and um 
No, so. you're, you're going to like this. I just got a message from Linda, who you may, you know, my executive producer of the show, and, he, and she said, and he's still showing up at events. <laughs> I mean, in fact, yesterday we were at the ribbon cutting for uh, Goeco, for Jacques Passleg that's and right. Goeco, and Sheriff Jackie Rogers is out there. I mean, that's uh, that. I, I will say this in the gentlest way that I know how to say it because it's a compliment to you, but it's probably an insult to other people that a lot of times you'll see people show up to events while they're running for something. But as soon as uh, they take that oath off, well, I better use my right hand. You take that oath <laughs> of office and all that, you just don't see them as much anymore, but yet you've continued oh, yeah. to hit these events. And again, like I said, yesterday is a microcosm of that. You were at Jock's uh, Goeco ribbon cutting. It, it's important for you to continue that, it isn't is. it? It is. It's, I think it's it's important for people to see you. It's important to be out front. And and I think it's important for your, you know, the people that you work with every day to see you out there doing the work. And I, I'm going to continue doing that. As long as I'm sheriff here, I will be out front and I will be in, out there taking care of the business that needs to be taken care of. And I will be present at events. I won't, uh, I won't ever slack off on that. Well, it's very much appreciated. And I can tell you, I know Jacques Passleg was – very impressed and very thankful that you were there yesterday. Man, speaking of that, I mean, now he's a sponsor. Let me, in the interest of full disclosure, he's a sponsor of this show. But, uh, it, man, I don't think you've been to a, a ton of ribbon cutting. I don't think I've seen that many people at a ribbon cutting before. Have you? Oh, my God. I got there and it was, it was packed. It was yeah. great. It was great to see that. Uh, it was. And in just the way the community came out to support him. I want to get back to the election. When was the, let, let's call it the, the line of demarcation, Sheriff, when you, when it hit you, you said when you started, you gave yourself about a 35% chance. I appreciate your honesty. I mean, that's, that's awesome. But there had to have been that line of demarcation where you said, we're going to win this thing. What was that point? Do you remember when that point was when maybe you looked at your wife or you looked at your campaign staff and you're like, we're going to win this thing. When, when was that, Sheriff? I think it was, um, we never, I never, you know, I knew it was going to be a close race. We were, we, we done some polling and let me just tell you something. Jim Perry, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, he yeah. was a you know he he came out early and said, "Hey, we're going. I'm gonna help you with this thing," and he was phenomenal. He mm-hmm. helped me and and all kinds of ways. And and Jim, when Jim jumped on board, Donald Stroud, Jay McDowdy, and uh, they they came on. You know, they were supportive. Um, but I, I never, I tell you how it went down. Okay, and I, I still. Going into the election, about two weeks out, I knew we were in the, in the race. Yeah. I knew we were doing, you know, what we needed to be doing, and we were in the race. I knew it was going to be a close race, and um, but I, you know, I didn't know. And then the um, before, you know, early voting numbers came out, and uh, for me, we had, you know, our strategy was that we were probably going to lose early voting, mm-hmm. and uh, well, Democrats to typically turn out in bigger numbers in early voting, and. Uh, but when, you know, I looked at the early voting, you know, before they came out, I said, well, hey, I just got to, you know, I know I'm going to lose, but, you know, I can't, I can't get down when the numbers come out because I knew I was going to lose early, early voting. When the numbers came out and I won early voting, I knew it was over. Okay. That was the time that, okay. you know, I looked at. I that looked was at, your line of demarcation then. You yeah. knew at that point we're going to win this thing. Yeah. And uh, I looked at my wife. I said, it's over. She said, well, we ain't got with nothing but just early numbers. I said, you know, a Republican candidate don't usually win early voting and usually, you know, conservatives vote on election day. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was, I knew at that point, I said, I think we won this thing. Well, uh, and then you, you did in very solid fashion. I was calling, I actually predicted you were going to win. But I thought it was going to be in the 52-48, 51-49 kind of. But when you won 55-45%, uh, 
that was pretty impressive. And I, I'll tell you my line of demarcation. When Linda and I, we're, we're observe, political observers, when I said uh, Jackie's going to win this thing, was uh, about six weeks out, eight weeks out when uh, when Sheriff Ingram finally threw, you know, started putting signs out and stuff. And then we would drive, you know, if we're driving to a game or driving around the community, and you would see all the signs in all the yards. And you had it had to have been three to one, four to one, five to one signs, your signs out signing his signs. And I told her then I was like, he can you believe this? He's going to win this. <laughs> and I was just, uh, I, I was, I, that's when I kind of knew, and I didn't know about the early voting numbers when they came out, but even when election day came around, and I think I said it here on the show, I did a, a couple of prediction stuff for the, to somebody. And I was like, yeah, he, yeah, he's going to pull it off and he's going to win 52 to 48, 51, 49. How surprised were you by the margin? I mean, it, it really wasn't close. Yeah. I was very surprised. Yeah. I was, um, once we, one early voting and the numbers started climbing, I was like, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the people have spoken. Um, they want a change, and um, I'm going to provide that change for them. And um, it was great. We, um, you know, we we were down at the um, Harpin Deals. Um, they were closed that night, and Travis let us use the facility to, uh, for, you know, a watch party, and it was um, it was great. We had people coming. Uh, we thought we were going to have 40, 50 people there. Ended up having about 200. <laughs> <laughs> That shows the kind of support, and, and still, I mean, you drive on seventy. There's that business on seventy that has the uh, elect Jackie Rogers Sheriff sign mm-hmm. that's out there. Uh, just a, and I can compare it kind of what uh, the support that uh, Chief Goyette had here in Kenston of the there was a groundswell of support for uh, for Chief Goyette in the final uh, couple of months. You really had that throughout your uh, throughout you running and. Though that support never wavered, and I think that's what really pushed you over the top. Your thoughts? I agree. The um, you know we had support. We knew, you know, after we got out, we we saw the support, and people would come to us and say, "Hey, I'm glad you're running. You know, let's go, let's go, let's go." And you know, it just it motivated me to do more, do more, do mm-hmm. more, do more. And um, but it was it was great to see the support, and and I think people, I think once you get into office too, you, you know. I didn't ever make a promise or what I, I said I would never make any promise because you don't know if you could fulfill them um, promises. But, you uh, you know, this is what I want to do when I get in office. And that's the way I, I when I spoke to groups and stuff like that, and this is say this is what I want to do. And I think we uh, I, I think we have pushed it out there, pushed the agenda out there and we're, we're still going to do it. And. And uh, you know we made some changes at the sheriff's office, and we um, we're gonna have. A but promotion. every sheriff does that when they yeah. come into office. Yeah, we uh, some of them were hard, mm-hmm. and uh, don't get me wrong, it was hard. And uh, I think we promoted the right people, and it's nice to sit back sometimes and look at things work out. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you you sit back and you know you see different things in your organization work out. And I, I just sat back and I'm amazed that yeah. you know you put these people in place and they're doing exactly what you want them to do. Well, I think about uh, former police chief Tim Dilday, uh, Kenson oh. Police Chief. You've got him. I mean, he's I know he's done great. Chris Cahoon, uh, some of the name some of the other uh, guy, or guys and ladies who have uh, helped you in your first two months here in office. Yep, um, Tim Dilday is my chief deputy, and then I bought Chris Owens, retired first sergeant Highway Patrol. Um, he's he's a major. Um, Chris Cahoon, Christy Smith. I promoted her to captain over investigation. She's the first female captain in the history of the sheriff's office. Um, Larry Green, Larry Green retired from the state. He was currently working as a bailiff at the sheriff's office. I promoted him to captain over patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Joe Villager, uh, he is the captain over um, 
the jail. And um, and then uh, Chris Russell has Chris Russell has been amazing. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's he's switched over to our training logistics, and he's just been he's been amazing to watch too. And um, you know, it's it's great. Um, and the the part is is that you know we we kind of promoted some lieutenants, brought some people back to the sheriff's office, and you know we got some retirees. Chris Chris Cahoon's going home. You know he's retiring in August, and Chris Russell's retiring next year, and and. Um, so I think we got people to move forward. I think mm-hmm. we've got a line, you know, I've set forward. Everybody's on the same same wave, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great to see. And you know, it was just amazing to um, uh, to sit down and and Jerry Davis. Jerry Davis. I don't know if you know Jerry. I know the name. I don't know him Jerry. Personally. Jerry was um, he was the chief over in Lagrange, and then they merged, and he became a lieutenant. And Jerry's been uh, Jerry was amazing. He, I sit down with him after the election. And, Went through some stuff, and he ended up retiring January the first, and he's come back part time to work, work Lagrange. But he's been great. It's um, uh, it's a great organization. There's some good people working at the North County Sheriff's Office, but there could be more. Oh my goodness! I yes. want you to talk about that, and we're running out of time here. But I, that's one of the things. One of the points I definitely wanted to make is, uh, you you alluded to it earlier. I mean, it's not just with the North County Sheriff's Office or the Kenston Police Department or any of the other law enforcement agencies in our area. This has been—it's been a tough time to to hire good people, and it, and it's again not even just in law enforcement. When you talk to people in businesses that run businesses, it's it's been hard to get really good people. But I know the Lenore County Sheriff's Office is looking to hire deputies or looking to hire detention officers too. Tell us a little bit about that, Sheriff. Um, yes, I came in the office. I think we were um, twenty-three detention officers short. We were about eighteen deputies short. We are we're down to we got eight deputy positions open. I, I ran the numbers yesterday, okay. and uh, we still have twenty detention officers um, openings. So we're getting applications in. We're trying to push it out. Um, come to work for us. We got you know new leadership. We're proactive and mm-hmm. and, uh, and family oriented too. I thought are. that was a pretty important thing too. It is, and uh, we we encourage you know if you want a job and want to do good, want to work for the public, and come work for us. And uh, I think the uh, the county commissioners has been phenomenal. Um, the f- county finance, county human resources, they have just hit a home run for me. They mm-hmm. have they done great things for me. Um, Michael James, I, and I I don't say this because you know I think Michael James is probably one of the best county managers in the state of North Carolina. I would agree. I mean, with that. he is, uh, and then he brought Adam Short, and mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing to 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 be a taxpayer in this county and to see them at work. And uh, but it's um, but we are very short, and we're looking. We we've got some inmates that's housed out of county. And uh, we want to hire enough detention officers to put our inmates back in our county because um, right now it's costing us quite a bit of money. It's cost us quite a bit of money for the last few years. So if I can get some detention officers working, I can bring our inmates back to Lenore County. Well, and that's one of the things I've got here in front of me too. Detention officers, uh, recruits, detention recruits can make $36,500 a year. That's that's above the county average for pay, and then when you're certified in two plus years of service, they make forty thousand dollars. And in deputies, uh, lateral transfer deputies uh, earn forty thousand three hundred sixty four dollars a year. Applicants with two years of experience forty two thousand dollars, and even non certified recruits earn thirty eight thousand dollars. So I mean, you're talking about that. At, that's a career. I mean, that's something. I mean, that those, that's not peanuts. I guess is what I'm saying. People can uh, become a deputy, become a detention officer, and make a good living doing that. I agree. Uh, the manager's office and the county commissioners have put all that. They have put the you know they have put it, moved the pay up, and I think we're very competitive with the counties around us now. 
That is awesome. So if people, and not just that, but benefits, 5% pay increase for immediate, uh, intermediate uh, certificate, uh, 401k, retirement, health insurance, I, dental, uh, take-home vehicles up to 50 miles. That's pretty important too, isn't that it? It is. Take-home vehicles is very important. I mean, you can, uh, and that's good for us too because we can call you at any time and you can you know, be at work in just a few minutes. And um, so it's a great it's a great job. Law enforcement is, I think, is uh, it's it's the best to me because, mm-hmm. you know, I've done it all my life. My family's involved in it, but it's a great job. I mean, yeah, I think you satisfied when you go home at night that you've done something, you know, you do something different every day mm-hmm. and, um, it's a great job. I love it. Two, five, two, five, five, nine, 6,100 for more information. That's the general number down in the sheriff's office. But if you call that number, they will hook you up with somebody to uh, talk to you about it, right? Absolutely. Uh, or you can come down to the sheriff's office. we got package waiting right there at the sheriff's office. You can fill it out, and usually we can get an interview that day. Okay. So, wow. That's what okay. we've been doing. Well, that is awesome. Again, that's for uh, not just deputies, but for detention officers also. Uh, so you can definitely do that. Listen, Sheriff, I can't believe that uh, 37 minutes have gone by just like <laughs> that. I appreciate you coming in. I know you're crazy busy. And, I, again, I get sort of a little bit of a front-row seat to see uh, what you and your uh, department's doing and your office is doing. It's an honor to have you in here. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on your victory. I've enjoyed watching what you've done in the first two months in office. I can't wait to see what you do over the next three years and ten <laughs> months and then even uh, past that if you decide to run for re-election, Sheriff. All right. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me. That is uh, Sheriff Jackie Rogers. Let's play the birthday game, and we'll wrap up today's show right after that. Today is hump day, Wednesday, February the 15th in the year of the Lord, 2023. It's the day after Valentine's Day. How's your woman doing over there, John Dawson? Uh, lovely as ever. And um, Did she enjoy her Valentine's Day? She enjoys every day with me, Brian. How you like that? Ain't no sense in lying. <laughs> Ain't no sense in lying. That's why I'm telling the truth. What about you over there, uh, Mizzle? How how was it with uh How was it sleeping summer? in the truck last night? <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. Uh, actually, I was I, I was sleeping in the truck at the uh, Walmart because I wanted to get a head start on that half off candy. <laughs> half yeah. off, probably eighty percent off. That's what I like about it, baby. One of my TD tax deductions. They want. They used to. My cousin used to give my grandfather. And grandmother, a big Whitman's box of chocolate, mm. you know, and uh, you know, you open it up and you look at the the lid to see which ones to avoid and which ones to eat. Yeah, and she wanted one of those, and you know, it's impossible. You can either find one that's like a third of the size or nothing. It's weird, but they want like you know, twenty five bucks for it, and it's like a third of the size of what it used to be. Oh yeah. So I think I may go online and order one. You know, it's the size of a picnic table. Just get it over with. <laughs> I like it. I like That's for it. your next three Valentine's Days, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember this next Valentine's Day. Eat it yeah. slow. Yeah, eat it really slow. Okay, I just wanted to check and see how uh, my, my lover boy's in here. <laughs> that didn't sound right. How, how <laughs> both of you shaking your head. Yeah, Working sorry about that. Working for the weekend. Working for the weekend, indeed. But it is uh, Wednesday, February the 15th. And uh, Jonathan Massey. I didn't win. You didn't win. Oh, that's right. You didn't win yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm so used to him winning all these John Dawson that, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, I am number one. Numero uno. King no. at the top. Yeah. There you go. John Dawson, you did win yesterday. That's right. You won three to two. Uh, you trail six days to four here in February. Mm. But you get to tell us about uh, Jacques Pasaleg and Goico Office Automation. Well, some people say Virginia is for lovers, and that may be true, but Jacques Pasolek and Goico, they're for winners. 
What? Don't I know it? Dude! How long have you been sitting on that one? That was good. I just made it up. Wow. Well, very good. So if you need some office automation, you get down to see Jacques. If you need a copier, if you need a printer, if you need something to teleport you into another dimension, my boy, as Hanks would say, Jacques Pasolek <laughs> has it. Back to you, Brian. What's wrong with my boy? Just say my friend like a person. You know what? I'm pretending I, you're 12. I'm not 12, but you're my boy. No, you're not. No, you're. I said, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm your friend. You are my. You're my dear I'm friend. I'm my father's boy. That's how that works. By the way, we Earth. haven't talked about Forrest in a while. Well, I tell you, let's wrap up this uh, Goico. Uh-huh. Uh, what's the phone number to get in touch with uh, Jacques Passley and Goico Office Automation? All right, keep up. 252. 252. 286. 286. 5354. 5354. GoecoNC.com or what is Goico.com? Let's talk about Forrest. I want to talk about Forrest. Dude, I want him on this show. Okay, I want let's talk we- terms. <laughs> let's talk paper. We want to have Forrest Dawson on this show, okay? Dawson or Dawson? <laughs> I don't know where I did. I think I had a mini stroke the there. No. Yeah. Uh, what do we What do we need to do? Uh, we'll get a contract together. We'll get a number. We'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah, the first question we got: Is he interested in being a part of this? I think he is. I messaged him a couple of times, and he he at least he feigned interest. How's that? You know well, better than we do. Yeah, yeah, he is your father, so. <laughs> Well, I, you know, we'll, I will talk. You know, um, if he comes back here into this um, diorama of <laughs> of uh, humanity, <laughs> he's probably going to have a his system probably going to shut down. Well, no, but here's the thing: we want to have him in here without you, Jonathan, and I want to have him. Oh, that ain't going to happen. Why is that not, not going to happen? Let that happen. Why not? Because what the line of questioning you would have, I'd probably have to kill you. <laughs> Well, the last you, me- you mean specifically him, yes. Well, yeah. I, mean, okay, I was good, trying good, to be good, nice good, about good, it. Good, but, good, yeah. good, good. <laughs> I just, I, he, it intrigued because I love you, dude. You're, you're my boy, you know? Friend. <laughs> my friend. Friend, yeah. What am I doing? Hey, dude, you are in the top, okay, you're in my top five friends and people. Not just friends, but top five people on this planet, John Dawson. You are too, Jonathan. You too are. You know that. But I think we would have fun with your dad because he seems funny. He seems like he's got a good sense. Does he have your sense of humor? He's got a good sense of humor. Would he My be, mom's funny, too. Would he be cool uh, making fun of you? Oh, he would have no trouble doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, you know what? We may negotiate behind your back then and get uh, get him in here. Good luck with all that. <laughs> he and I already message each other on the phone. so Yeah, uh, yeah sure. Yeah, We do. You didn't know that? Yeah, oh, he's he's awesome. He'll let me know if we're if we get kicked off the air or something like that. He will send me a message lickety split. Mm-hmm. I and I know and I appreciate that. I don't. I mean that that's awesome. How old is we'll your dad? Huh? How old is your dad? He was born in fifty one, so that's seventy two. When's his birthday? Oh, you would ask me that. Is it after yours? It has to be because his yeah, birthday is in January. Mine. So that's what I mean. That's what I was getting yeah. at. He's probably seventy one right now. I don't. I don't know. Jogging don't, into seventy-two or yeah. walking briskly. I don't know what he does. We got to have him here on the show. I'm serious. I want this to happen. We got to have Macy O. Parker. Who was the other? We were talking about somebody else recently too in the last week or so. Patricia Heaton. <laughs> you wish. Julia Louis Dreyfus. You wish. Tina Fey. Emma it? Stone. Oh, by the way, Summer got mad at me the other night, and I'll say this on air. We oh, were Lord. we were scrolling through Netflix. 
you guys know I'm a, I'm a big Emma Stone fan mm-hmm. in one yeah. way or another. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was we came across uh, what was the stupid movie she was in with Ryan Gosling? Uh, Emma Stone. It was it was like a musical type deal. Hold on, I've got the machine right here in front of me. It, they, it won a lot of awards. Emma Stone and who? Ryan Gosling. Let's see. It says here, Crazy Stupid Love. Nope. La La Land. That's the one. Okay. I was like, I really tried to watch that because it won so many awards, and I just could not get into it. She's like, yeah, I bet that's why you watched it. Like, yeah, it is. And then I look at the trailer playing up because, you know, Netflix automatically does it. And I'm like, uh-oh. Oh. No, I really didn't think about that. And she's, she's like, sure, Jonathan. She's like, you know what? Just don't talk to me for the rest of the night. Of course, she started talking to me five minutes that later. That seems a little excessive. She was, she was being facetious, but uh, so there's no act, no famous people that she finds attractive. Not that she's admitted to, hmm. but I find that hard to believe. Well, I don't know. Has your wife ever said that she finds anybody attractive? I, think well, I mean, besides you, of course. I don't really have confirmation on that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, he's I, no stranger to sarcasm, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years ago, before Tom Cruise lost his mind and started jumping on people's furniture on television, I did get her to admit that she thought Tom Cruise was good-looking. And I think that's the only one I've ever gotten her to admit to. So You know, you sort of look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> what, is sonogram picture? <laughs> You're only oh, yeah. about six inches taller than right. he is. Yeah, He's a short little fella. Yeah. Did you ever see the family guy, Tom Cruise? Which he was I not in, by it, the way. But yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, evidently. Get away from me, certain thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, are we ready to play the birthday game? I'm gonna get you clear. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Are we ready to play the birthday game? Yeah. Man, this is a. Let me see. Uh, God, you're. I'm gonna play a song. You tell me one to play, okay? Because I'm right. sure I'm gonna play the, the worst one out of all of them. Hold on. Da 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 da. Baby cried the day the circus came to town. I actually like this song, so don't mock me. Okay? Who is this? Ann Murray? Melissa Manchester. Today is Melissa Manchester's birthday. Don't cry out loud. You really don't know this. Well, I know. I know it. Oh, it's a good song. Yeah. Why are you making that face? Because he's making that one. Oh. Hey, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is the best part. Hold on. I told her, don't cry out loud. Keep it inside. Yeah, keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. You know. Oh, I didn't hit that note. <laughs> What, Jonathan Massey? A couple of days ago, you were. I thought the most effeminate thing you did was love grease. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, this song. Oh, God. I'm Dude, trying so hard. This is a. He's oh. crying over there. It's but because I you told us not to mock you. <laughs> and then started singing this crap. <laughs> this isn't crap. Is this crap? No, it's not crap. 
He said it was crap. I, I love this song. Don't mock me. Don't cry <laughs> What am I supposed to do? Good Lord, Brian. I know. I'm this, is a, this is against the last 20 years of everything we've been taught. You're supposed to cry yeah. out loud and let people know. Hey, wait, wait a chorus. <laughs> Hey, listen. Keep it inside. Learn how to hide your feelings. Yeah, you're right. That the, is. The original title for this was For Crying Out Loud. Great song, man. I just don't understand. You all right over there? Yeah, I, I am. You are you are just a paradox wrapped in a mystery. You know that? <laughs> wait, 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 one more one, time. Here we go. One minute we are, like, bordering on, like, Toxic misogyny, and then this happens. <laughs> this is toxic femininity. There you go. Yeah. Melissa Manchester, over. good Lord, we're going long. Melissa Manchester, uh, yeah, we haven't, this is our first birthday. Yeah, we got to get moving. Yeah. Uh, how old is she today over there, John Dawson? 74. You say 74. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 73. She was born February 15th, 1951. Mm. So she's 72. All so. Right. Congratulations, uh, Jonathan Massey, and that may be the last. Is that? That's our last musician of the of the show. That's a shame. Next birthday. Hold on, we got to hear the ending of this. This is awesome, Brian. Almost had it So Did you hear how long I held that note? So what was it like the first time you had your pill number? Your dear and Zaire heard you keep that note. That was good, though, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and uh, you're dangerously close to making him have to cut stuff out of here, okay? Mm. Okay, uh, who got that? I did. I Massey, think, so yeah. yeah, you did. One to nothing. It goes to you. Whew. Get your get it ready. Get your get get the Paul See, ready. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she may have been the star. Of Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, but I won't see more. (laughs) But hey, I will always, always love her for playing Kathleen Cleary in Wedding Crashers. You don't call her that. You call her Kitty Cat. Kitty Cat. (laughs) Yeah. No, do it. Do it right. I believe Kitty Cat. Come here. Kitty Cat. (laughs) You saw that, right? I'm going to say yes, just so we don't have to. I think that might have been in part of it. I think we showed you that part of it. Yeah. I don't do, you do the best quotes from there. What is Can it when I, they met on the stairs, when the brothers met on the stairs? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to apologize preemptively because I'm not 100% sure on this one. But uh, were they nice? Were they real? Were they built for pleasure? Were they built for speed? <laughs> Did you motorboat them? You motorboated them, didn't you? Motorboating son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you were pretty much spot on there. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Once again, I, I apologize before I did it. Shall but I compare thee to a summer's day? They are more beautiful and more temperate. You're a motorboater. Okay, uh, man, Jane Seymour, classic, classic beauty, right? I mean, what a what a doll. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Well, All right. She's good looking. <laughs> Jonathan Massey, how old is she today, though? 73. You say 73. What do you say, John Dawson? 72. That's right. She was born the same day, same year, same everything month as Melissa Manchester. How about that? That's that's pretty impressive. Mm. Melissa Manchester, Jane Seymour, 
February 15th, 1951. God was in a good mood that day. That's all I got to say, John <laughs> yeah. Dawson. Yes. Absolutely. And you get it, and it's now tied one-to-one, and it goes back to you. I've got his jersey. I was going to take his jersey out of my closet there because I've got it in there. He's one of the greatest shooters in ACC basketball history when he was at Georgia Tech. Still not right. He played for 12 years in the NBA, including for the Cleveland Cavaliers, before he got into coaching most recently at my alma mater at UNC Charlotte. It's Price. Mark Price. Look at you, dude. He was... Didn't he pass Jordan for scoring or something at one point in the ACC? Yeah, he did. He, did. he was shooting threes from mm-hmm. half court. Yeah. Dude, I mean, if he – this is not a joke. This is not an exaggeration. It, are you familiar with him before I give you this history not, lesson, I, young I, man? A little bit, but not really. Well, I've got his Cleveland Cavaliers jersey in there because I liked him that much. If he – John said it right. If he passed half court, you literally had to have a hand in his face. He had that kind of range. Yeah. He and, Terry, he and Terry Gannon for State, they were just reining them in. Yep, Gannon the cannon. But uh, Mark Price, today is his birthday. One of my favorite players of all time, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? 55. You say 55. Jonathan Massey, is that where you were? Yeah. <laughs> He's not 55. 56. He was born February the 15th in the year of the Lord, 1964. So he's 59 today. <laughs> 59, yep. Uh, so uh, you get that, John. I always Massey. like Bobby Crimmins. I love Bobby Crimmins, man. I interviewed him a few times. He seemed like a good dude. He was very down to earth, and he's one of those few guys that are out there uh, that when you talk to him, he made you feel like for that, if it was 15 seconds or 15 minutes, he made you feel like you were the most most important person in the world. I hate these people, and they're, I just I hate them. When they're ta- like I'm talking to you, but they're looking over your shoulder to see who they're going to talk to next. I hate, I just, I pride myself on trying not to be like that. I hope I'm not that way. Mm. But that's the way Bobby Crimmins was. They, you were, for that period of time, the most important person in the world to him. And he I, treated you like that. I seem to remember my dad hoping that he would take over for Dean when he left. There was some talk about it. There was some think, talk about when that. When they didn't yeah. think Roy would come back. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, uh, I w- it probably would have been better for Carolina to hire him instead of Matt Darty instead of going through those dark years. Mm. And nothing <laughs> against Bill Guthridge. I mean, Bill Guthridge went to two Final Fours in the three years he was there, yeah, but he people- did it all off of Dean's recruiting, and he didn't recruit anybody. And that's kind of what the problem was. I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? No. But that's sort of what the problem was with Carolina during that time. I covered Carolina in that he, period. He was so. playing. He was getting his retirement. He had two years yeah. of retirement. You know. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, and, again, he had those great classes there that uh, Dean had recruited. And, I mean, you tell me any other coach that only coached as a head coach for three years, he made the Final Four in two of his three years. That's pretty, pretty doggone strong. Pretty good run. It definitely was. So, uh, anyway, uh, Mark Price, you got him. You're up two to one. We've got two dead people. And, uh, man, th- this first one makes me very, very sad. Uh, and I think it does all. Well, definitely you and I, maybe a little bit before your time. But it was on Saturday Night Live, was in Tommy Boy, was in... Chris uh, Farley? Yeah, Chris Farley. Today is his birthday. I loved Chris. Listen, you did too. Uh, I thought we've talked about this before. I loved him, but it was his... I'm not trying to be callous, but it was his own fault. It was 100% avoidable, and he just wouldn't change. Well, his first problem was wanting to be just like his idol, who was... John Belushi. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, did that to almost a T. Yeah, it's sad, but I love Chris Farley, man, and I can, I can even still tell you where I was when I found out that he had passed away. He died in 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was living in Charlotte and was listening to the radio, and they announced it on the radio, and I started crying. Mm-hmm. 
it, it touched me that much. I mean, I loved Chris Farley, man. He was hilarious. He was, uh, I, th- I thought he was great. And he had such a great career in front of him if he hadn't. Like you said, it was self-inflicted. I mean, let's not get it twisted. I mean, and it was self-inflicted. Everyone tried to talk sense into him. Yeah. Even Jim, John Belushi's brother, Jim. Mm. But on the, the podcast with Carvey and Spade, they did a whole two-hour thing, and they talked to, like, 20 people who were tight with him. Great stories that you've never heard before, like behind-the-scenes stuff. There's one story where he was dating a girl at Saturday Night Live on the staff, and they broke up during the break, and he came back, and he says, uh, I hear Sarah's dating this new fella. And they said, yeah, she's dating somebody else. And he said, well, he's not as good-looking or as funny or as rich as I am. And he said, who is it? And they said, uh, Steve Martin. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh for three. <laughs> oh for three. There you go. Chris Farley, uh, Jonathan, it's you. Uh, how old would Chris Farley be if he were still alive today, dude? Let me just. <clears throat> My math ain't mathing right. His brother told stories about him getting scared. He had to sleep in the basement because there the, they were so many people in a little house. And they lived across the lake from a. Uh, prison and whenever they would hear the prison alarm go off in the middle of the night Chris would get scared and come up and sleep on the floor with his brothers Oh, <laughs> that's funny I'm going to say 61 you say 61 what do you say uh, John Dawson 60 why would you hit your <laughs> you hit your head with a hockey stick he was trying to get the answer out well, he was closer than you. He was born just like Mark Price. On February the 15th, 1964, he would be 59 today. He died at 33. See, that's what I thought you were looking up. He's one of those. Aren't there some famous people that all died at the age of 33? 33. Yeah. yeah. And he died when he was 33 years old. So that's why I thought you were looking it up. I went 35. Yeah, he was 33. And uh, But, hey, he and Mark Price born on the same day, month, year, everything. Hmm. Yeah, uh, it's tied two to two. Man, this is awesome. Another dead person here, though. But uh, you've talked about him more than I have. I think he's one of the funniest guys out there, especially in his time on the Carol Burnett show. It's Tim Conway, the other one guy. Oh, you've talked God, about him. the tall guy that yep. in Blazing Saddles. Okay. Yes, he was in Blazing Saddles. Harvey. Oh, Harvey Corman. <laughs> there you go, Harvey Corman. He died in 2008, mm-hmm. so he died 15 years ago. So how old would and it goes to you? It's tied two to two. Here we go, Dawson. You can uh, you can you can cut into his lead here. Ninety two. You say he would be ninety two. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Ninety three. He was born February fifteenth, nineteen twenty seven. So he would be ninety six today. Nine. Yeah, yeah, doggone it. So uh, congratulations there, uh, Jonathan Massey. You get that. You win again today. You're up seven days to four. Uh, If your birthday is today, have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, I want to thank Jacques Passeleg and GoEco Office Automation for bringing you the birthday game every day. And again, just want to just tell you guys, if you missed the ribbon cutting yesterday at GoEco Office Automation, uh, their uh, business innovation center, you missed a really good one. Although uh, there were about 120 people out there, including our guest here in our second hour, uh, Sheriff Jackie Rogers. Really do appreciate him. Talk about someone that's busy. That man is busy, and he took time out of his schedule to come and uh, be on the show this morning. Really do appreciate you, Sheriff. Uh, also, thank you to uh, Dontre Styles, Junius Smith III, in our first hour. 
uh, tomorrow's show. We will have uh, our friend Shane Albion in the first hour. And then I think we're going to do, uh, I think I want to get John and Jonathan in here. We're going to do uh, a Who Sang It and Her Birthday game in the second hour, I think. I haven't decided yet, but uh, I know uh, we've got a couple of guests in line. And then on Friday, we're going to have Joey and Luke Cannon, um, Paul Whittington also that day. We're probably going to do the show from Raleigh. Listen. Have a great hump day. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.